What will the big stories of 2014 be? Will Obamacare continue to be the front-page, front-burning political story of the year? Let's ask Fred Barnes of the Weekly Standard. Fred, so glad to have your time. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here, and the answer is yes. It will be Obamacare, Obamacare, Obamacare. Well, it's bound to be a big issue. Look, uh, I mean, the biggest issue. In fact, I think it's going to be the dominant domestic issue in our country, uh, replacing taxes uh, for as far as the eye can see. Uh, I mean, just look what's going to happen, Michael, in 2014. In the first place, the most unpopular provision in Obamacare, which is the uh, individual mandate, will go into effect. Uh, now, whether they'll actually try to impose fines on right. on people who don't buy health care, particularly young people, uh, or people who just don't think they need it, uh, that remains to be seen. But it will go into effect, and everybody will know about it. Then people are going to get, you know, people are mad, as you know, about uh the Obamas lie about uh, you can keep your health uh, insurance if you like it. You can keep that policy. Well, we're going to find uh, there's another one that will go into effect this year, a uh, lie that we'll, we'll learn about, and that is, remember the one where you're going to save $2,500 right. a year on your health insurance. Remember that one? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, Michael, uh, your health insurance and mine is going to go up. Right. Uh, maybe not by that much, but it's going to go up. And that, you know, look, the media at the moment is trying to pretend like the website healthcare.gov, where people are supposed to sign up, yeah, well, it's functioning fine now and, right. and we're moving on. And then, of course, we discover, uh, as we have in the last couple of days, that there were far more insurance policies canceled in the last three months since the launching of Obamacare than there were people. Uh, signing up, and we, need, we don't even know if these uh, supposed 2 million people who have enrolled actually have gotten health insurance. Right. Uh, all we know is that they've signed up, whether that's, I mean, they're parts of the uh, uh, whole program that aren't even built yet, including how much of a subsidy they get and so on. That's one of the problems we had in Massachusetts when uh, the first version of Obamacare rolled out is that people would say, oh, yeah, okay, I, I definitely I got to get covered. I don't want to get punished. And then they would see how much their coverage actually cost mm-hmm. or what they got for it. And they just wouldn't sign. They would they would enroll. That is, they would find a policy and say, yeah, that's what I want. Right. But then when the bill arrived, they decided they had better things to do with their money and they would just pay the, uh, the, the we call it a fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would wait till they got sick and then they would enroll because you couldn't turn them away for pre-existing conditions. That's another possibility. I mean, that's a possibility here. In fact, a probability, and we don't know how many cases that will happen, but uh, uh, just because you've uh, uh, signed up but ha- but haven't sent in a check, you know, your first payment, uh, you don't have health insurance. So how many of this 2 million people uh, are in that category? I don't know. That, that and, is, uh, and the White House will not tell us. Sure, and that's what's fascinating is how little information the White House has. I mean, you would think, mm-hmm. just one observation, Fred, they've got the NSA information. Surely, surely they've got everything. You know, yeah. <laughs> why, why don't you just call the NSA and ask who's paid and who hasn't paid? They can see our credit card records. Ah, <laughs> uh, you are a conspiratorial. Yes, I am. But this is the, the question for me is, will what will be the political impact? I've already heard people on the left argue that by the time November rolls around, There'll be enough pork spread around. There'll be enough people getting subsidized care. The Wall Street Journal has an article today where they quote some individual stories. There was a guy with a pre-existing heart condition, and now he's getting care for 108, you know, he's getting insurance for like 185 bucks, or I think mm-hmm. it was a year, I mean a month. 
But that's because he's getting a $600 a month subsidy from the rest of us. And their argument is the rest of us won't matter. What will matter are these people who are getting the free money or the the semi-free money, Mm -hmm. and they're all going to rally around the Democrats in the midterm elections. Ah, but the rest of us do matter because we're the ones who have to pay uh, for these people with pre-existing conditions. Look, it's clear uh, uh, that uh, people who are sick or have existing conditions or or just need a lot more health care than the rest of us uh, are signing up because it's to their advantage to sign up in the hope of, uh, of getting a subsidy. And, and heaven knows, maybe a lot of them deserve that subsidy. Uh, but the young people and the healthy people uh, who will have to pay more for the health insurance than they did before uh, are not signing up, as best we can tell, uh, in numbers that will allow the whole Obamacare system to work. In other words, it, it relies on, on wealthy and middle-class uh, uh, people right. paying for their insurance to pay for all these other people who've been uninsured or are, are sickly. You know, within hours of 2014 starting, just a couple hours before, uh, Justice Sotomayor said, yes, we're going to stop this mandate on Catholic groups who don't want to be forced to pay for in plans that p- cover contraception and abortifacients. And I, my Twitter feed, I don't know about yours, Fred, just immediately picked up because uh, people were saying, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, this is Sotomayor. This isn't, uh, you know, uh, Scalia or whatever. You know, it's look sure. at this. And my answer was, well, of course, because it's such an egregious violation of the First Amendment. I, in other words, I never understood how the uh, team Obama was going to argue their way around this one. Mm-hmm. Am I am I uh, Pollyanna when it comes to the rule of law in the Constitution, or was uh, this well, expected? to some extent? Yes, when you see what Obama's done and what has been, and and that he's gotten away with in so many areas, not just the healthcare area, but the environmental area, and you know, and and you know all the rest of them. Uh, I was surprised at her remark, but uh, um, I shouldn't have been. The um, uh, but it, look this uh, the notion that. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Democrats and others saying, "Oh, it'll be fine in the in November. Everybody right. will love Obamacare." Uh, I think that's a wish that is far prece- uh, preceding the possible fact. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, that's an assertion. You do see these stories, and as, as I'm sure you've seen, uh, of of the people of commentators and pundits and so on saying, "Well, Obamacare's it's fine now, and and people will love it next by next November." Well, that's merely an assertion. That there's really no reason to believe that. I mean, I guess it theoretically could happen, uh, but the evidence is to the contrary at the moment. One last question for you, Fred. Uh, we saw uh, Bill de Blasio, the new mayor of, of New York City, mm-hmm. sworn in. Uh, up here, the Liz Warren fans in New England love him. They say that they represent the future of the Democratic Party. Michael Moore had an op-ed uh, the mm-hmm. other day saying it's time to get you know, move farther to the left on health care. Are we entering a progressive moment, do you think, in the United States? We're not seeing the future. We're seeing the past. Some of us are old enough to remember in the 80s and 90s in particular. Remember what the big Democratic domestic issue was? Fairness. Mm-hmm. They were going to produce fairness, and Republicans were fighting fairness, and and things weren't fair, and people earned too much money, and others didn't earn enough, and so on. And we went through that whole thing, and it fell flat. It didn't get anywhere. Uh, and I don't think it will this time. But the notion of a mayor of New York whose big issue is inequality, you know, I mean, come on. Doesn't he have better things to do, or at least other things to do, as mayor of New York? Now, the last two mayors have done pretty well. You know, I, I've talked to people in, uh, in New York who are, are stricken. 
uh, by the fact that for the safety and the success of their city, they're, they're worried about at uh, Mayor Bloomberg, who was a bit overbearing on some sure. issues, that he's gone uh, because he certainly uh, uh, kept the city from collapsing uh, or becoming crime-ridden and so on. Many good things happened in New York, even the, uh, despite Bloomberg's personality. Uh, so, I, look, I don't think it's, uh, it's possible that... Uh, Okay, um, Fred, we got to straighten this out. You got the answer wrong. Let's try this again. You're supposed to say, yes, the future of the Democratic Party is the far left because we want to encourage them to go that <laughs> way. We want them to be the party of Elizabeth Warren and Bill de Blasio. Anytime you can get the fan of the Sandinistas out yeah. front on the other team, that's a good thing. You know, obviously, Bill Clinton thinks that they have to be at least assuaged. That you have to, I mean, that the Clintons need to uh, uh, right. uh, be in contact with those people and not loathed by them. Or else, Hillary, uh, her political career is at an end. My advice to Democrats, go left, young men and women. Go left. (laughs) Fred Barnes, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye.